Hi, this is Nathan, and you're listening to a Public Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thanks for listening. What a great gathering we've had so far. And if we haven't met yet, my name is Todd. And I just want to start off by asking a couple of questions. You know, January is naturally a time of self-reflection. So let's lean into that. And you might get uncomfortable, just a warning, but let's work through these anyway. Be honest with yourselves, by the way. It's just you and the Holy Spirit or you. You don't have to answer this to anybody else. So let's be honest with ourselves. Here's the first question. How would you describe your spiritual health prior to March 2020 versus now in January of 2021? How would you describe your spiritual health prior to March 2020 versus now in January 2021? Again, be honest. It doesn't help us to lie to ourselves. Now, for our friends who don't follow Jesus, interpret spiritual however you want to interpret it. And for those of us who follow Jesus, let's think specifically about our relationship with Jesus. Now, there is one more question, but I'd like to set it up. You know, there's times in our lives where we notice there's a weakness, and then we address that weakness. Times in our lives we realize, hey, things aren't going that well, but then we actually make some tangible steps and we are changed. Perhaps it was you in the middle of a course. You're right in the middle of a class in school and you realize my grade is not what I want it to be. And so you made some changes. And then by the time you got your final grade, you're like, all right, I met my goal. Maybe for some of you it's financially. You're like, man, the debt is way too high. It's overwhelming. So you began to take tangible steps to reduce that debt. And today you're either debt-free or you are headed towards that. Think about these times in our lives where you notice maybe it's your health. Maybe you thought physically, I just don't have the energy I want. I'm tired. I'm lethargic. So you've made some changes. And this morning you woke up and you had an energy that you would not have had two years ago. So considering the seasons and scenarios in our lives, we're able to notice a weakness and address that weakness. Here's the question. (laughs) Would the path to real change be described as haphazard or intentional? Would your path to real change, would your path to growth be described as haphazard or intentional? Haphazard means aimless, drifting, with no plan. Obviously, intentional is the opposite, that we have a plan, that there is design. So in that moment that you realize my grade is bad, did you just drift your way towards an A or a B in that class? Or did you begin to study? Maybe you're the first time or maybe just more. When you realize that financially you are in a bad spot, did you just aimlessly wander your way out of debt? Or where there's a Or was there a plan that you put in place to move towards financial freedom? So think about those two questions. We'll come back to them in just a little bit. If this is your first time, or maybe you've missed a few weeks, we're actually on day 15, come on somebody, of a collective 21-day fast. So if this is your first time, join us. Look, Six days of fasting is better than zero days of fasting. And if you got off the train at some point, this is your invitation to get back on. And we're defining fasting really simply as abstaining and replacing. That we abstain from something that takes time and we replace that activity with a tangible pursuit of Jesus. And one thing we talked about as we introduced fasting is that we don't need to tell everyone 
but we need to tell someone. And I know that over these 15 days, I've benefited so much from the conversations I've been able to have with my community where we could just check in and say, hey, how's the fast going? What's Jesus showing you? So I just invite you over these last six days as we look to finish strong, communicate with your community. And if you don't have community, there's a list of community groups on our app, on our website. We have a place for you. So I've loved this journey of fasting and the space that it's given us to really evaluate. And so that's why I think these two questions today are perfectly timed. That we reflect, we look back and say, how would we describe our relationship or our spiritual health? How would we describe our spiritual health prior to March 2020 versus now in January 2021? And when we think about times of growth in our lives, is the path of growth described as haphazard or intentional? Those two questions are gonna lead us into our scripture today. So if you have your Bible or Bible app, we're gonna be in Philippians chapter two. We're gonna start in verse 12. And I'm just really excited as we dive into this passage. And here's the thing. If you don't know about Philippians, it's written by a guy named Paul. And for those of you who don't follow Jesus and get frustrated, irritated with Jesus followers, at least at one point in his life, Paul was your guy. Now he took it farther than I hope you do because he literally pursued as in hunted down, arrested, and even participated in the murder of some Jesus followers, which may raise a great question. What's this guy doing writing a book of the Bible? It's because Jesus changes everything. And Jesus changed Paul. And as we open ourselves up through these two questions, as we dive into God's word, there's the potential for every single one of us to be changed today as well. So before we dive in, I just wanna pray. Because the reality is, if the Holy Spirit doesn't speak, then we should just turn off the camera and get on with our days. So would you join me in praying? Jesus, this is your message. This is your word. It's alive. It's active. It pierces to the deepest parts of our souls. It invades areas that we don't want you to be in. So I pray that you would give us the courage to unlock the door and let you into the dark rooms today. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would meet people right where they are, but refuse to leave us there. I pray that you would change me. I wanna be different because of your word. Change me. And I pray that you would change everyone who is listening to this, whether it's live right here or whether it's two years from now. Would you change us? Would you make us more like Jesus? And for our friends who are here listening, watching that don't follow Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show them the, the beauty of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, the love of Jesus. And I pray that they would be compelled to take a step towards you, Jesus, to find the life that only you can offer. Speak to us and change us. We're open and we're available. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Philippians chapter two, verse 12, Paul starts out with a word that we could easily gloss over. He says, therefore. We can't miss therefore in scripture because the word therefore means in light of what I just wrote. And here's what Paul just wrote. And look, if you read the Bible every day or if you've never opened up a Bible, I'm begging you to take time today or this week to read Philippians two, five through 11. This is known as the hymn of Jesus. 
And in a culture marked by climbing the ladder, it shows us that Jesus consistently descended the ladder. And the culmination of his descension was his death on the cross for you and for me. So Paul says, before we can talk about anything, remember the cross. Think back to what Jesus did. And for those of you who don't follow Jesus, here's what I want you to understand. Jesus never tells us to clean up and level up. No, instead, Jesus levels down to us no matter the depth of our level. He did it through his death on the cross. And if we will just surrender to him, he will pick us up. He will forgive us. He will restore us. And he is our only hope for that. So at any point in today's talk, You want to surrender to the Jesus who died for you and rose again. Stop listening to me and just start talking to Jesus. And you can tell him something like this. Jesus, I don't understand everything. The things I don't understand are maybe way greater than things I do, but I know you died for me. I know you love me. And I just want to give you my life. And if you have any questions about that or what that means, or if you choose to surrender to Jesus, please text our team, 423 665-9317. We would love to talk with you. Maybe you didn't realize there was so much power in just one word, therefore. So Paul says, therefore, and then he says two more words that carry a whole lot of significance. He says, therefore, my beloved. Paul's writing to people he loves. And I have the privilege of giving this talk to people that I love. Even if I don't know you, I want you to understand that if you don't follow Jesus, I've been thinking about how you might receive this text, how you might, where you might be at, and I'm doing my best to meet you right where you are at. I know I'll fail at that, but just know that it comes from a heart of love of trying to meet you where you are and offer you Jesus. And for those of you guys who follow Jesus, this talk is born out of a love, a love strong enough to address a problem. Because there's a problem we need to address that this text addresses. And it would be unloving to just ignore that problem and just go on. So I love you enough to say, let's talk about this problem because the fact is that trying to figure it out individually isn't working. So we need to try to figure it out collectively. Therefore, my beloved, and Paul writes this, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Paul contrasts when he was with them to their current state when he is absent. And Paul says, look, I want to praise you for your obedience while I was with you. I want to praise you for how you followed Jesus when I was with you. And I want to challenge you to do the same now that I'm not. Let's go back to our question. How would you describe Our first question, actually. How would you describe your spiritual health? How would I describe my spiritual health prior to March 2020 versus now in January of 2021? Because prior to March 2020, the thought of having an online-only gathering was unthinkable. Like, we just had gatherings in person every single Sunday. Now, you could choose to come or not, but you knew it was available. And then in March 2020, got stripped away. And then we got it back. And then it got stripped away in July and into August. And we got it back. And then it got stripped away on December 13th and it's still stripped away now. And we can't wait till it's given back to us and we hope it's not stripped away again. But I think there's a specific application to what Paul writes the Philippians into our situation because he tells them, he says, look, 
whether I'm present or absent, that should not alter your relationship with Jesus. Here's the application to us. In the presence or absence of in-person gatherings, that should not alter our relationship with Jesus. But let's be honest, for a lot of us it has, hasn't it? Go back to your honest answer to the first question. Are you more spiritually healthy now? Or were you more spiritually healthy in January of 2020 pre-pandemic? And look, if you are more spiritually healthy, keep leaning into this series. By the way, I'll get to the title a little bit later. Keep leaning in. There's a place for you. We'll talk about that. But for a whole lot of us who aren't, we can't just ignore that. Because Paul's saying, guys, we need to follow Jesus in the presence or absence of in-person gatherings. And here's what Paul knows, and here's what I think we know, just to go sports for a moment. Athletes, former athletes, anybody that's ever played pickup basketball, is it easier or harder to work hard when the coach is looking? If you're on this section of the pitch or the court or the field and the coach is over there, the tendency is to let his absence or her absence breed a little bit of apathy. Oh, the coach is over there. She's not looking, so I can kind of do my own thing. But when the coach is looking, now it's like, all right, let's tighten up. Let's work hard. The Philippians were experiencing this. When Paul was with them, all right, let's, let's follow Jesus. Let's work on our spiritual health. When Paul leaves, it's like, oh, we can let some apathy creep in in his absence. Same thing can happen to us. When we have in-person gatherings, we can be more locked in. And then without it, there's some apathy that can creep in in that absence. Has that happened for you? Has that happened for me? We've just got to face the facts. And what Paul says, he's saying, hey, there is a path towards having a healthy, thriving relationship with Jesus no matter your outer circumstances. Whether Paul's with them or whether Paul's gone, whether we're meeting in person or whether we're not, there is a path to that. And that's why Paul says, here's what we need to do. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now this could be way misinterpreted. So just to clarify a few things, the word salvation Here's what Paul is saying. Paul wants us to understand salvation is a process. It has a definite beginning where we surrender to Jesus. But then it's a lifelong process. The theological term is sanctification. And then there's a culmination of that process. We're literally in the presence of Jesus and we experience complete and full restoration when we die. But in the middle, on earth, we've not arrived. We are in process. So because of that, Paul says, we have some work to do. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling, this is holy work. This is weighty work. This is significant work. And then he says this in verse 13, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Here's where else this passage can be derailed with some bad interpretation. So is it all on God? Should we just let go and let God and not do anything? No, we should work out our own salvation. So it's all on us. So we've just got to grit our teeth and work hard. No, for it is God who works in you, both the will and to work for his good pleasure. It's not an either or, it's a both and. So as we figure out what it means to follow Jesus, no matter the circumstances around us, so we can be spiritually healthy 
as we figure that out, Paul says we've got to lean into this tension and we got to know what God's role is and what our role is. So first off, what is God's role? Jesus is the initiator and sustainer of salvation. Jesus initiated it. While we were sinners, he came and died for us. And he is the sustainer. In fact, this whole word, who works, is where we get the, the Greek, is where we get the English word energy. In other words, Jesus is the initiator and sustainer of salvation. And the Holy Spirit's role, the Holy Spirit is the great energizer in our lives. See, when we surrender to Jesus, he literally puts the spirit of the living God inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is the great energizer, my language for verse 13, and he gives us the want to and the able to. He gives us the want to and the able to. That's God's role. So what's our role? Work out our own salvation. Here's how we say it at public church. We say, embrace the journey of following Jesus. In fact, our vision says, develop a public church that invites people to embrace the journey of following Jesus. Jesus, this is the point where I need to apologize. Because clearly, we have not done a good enough job of equipping you to embrace the journey of following Jesus in your everyday life, and that starts with me. That weakness has become very apparent as we've watched people struggle with their spiritual health, struggle with their relationship with Jesus in the absence of in-person gatherings. So I own that, I apologize for that, and we are refining through the energy of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And this series is part of us refining. This series is saying, let's lean into the energizing work of the Holy Spirit to embrace the journey of following Jesus no matter what's going on around us. And to grasp the full weight of this passage, oh, the magic is in the details. I love the word, and I love getting into the details of the word. And the magic is in the details. Two details we could easily overlook. Oh, we'd be missing so much if we did. In verse 12, it says, but much more in my absence. Paul's saying, hey, when the coach is there, it's easy to lock in. But when the coach is gone, you gotta lock in with more intentionality, with more energy, with more passion. There's gotta be a much more to our mindset when we're facing adversity, to our mindset of following Jesus in the absence of in-person gatherings. He says much more, and then he says work out. If you're reading from the NIV, you'd be reading continue to work. That's actually a little bit better translation because the Greek speaks to a continually working out our own salvation. In other words, with increased focus, let's continue to embrace the journey of following Jesus. To help us get this, as I was studying, I went back to around 2010 or 2011. I was coaching defensive ends at Bradley Central High School. Some incredible guys, Tucker Bolton, Chris Thompson, Tyler Stanley. If any of you guys are listening to this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And we had this motto for our defensive ends. This motto was a line in a song. And the motto said this, foot sleeping on the gas, no brake pads, no such thing as last. That was our motto. That's what we did. I'm telling you, Tucker Bolton would like come up to me randomly at games at practice and he'd go, shh, foot sleeping on the gas, no brake pads, no such thing as last. And I'd be like, we're good. Let's go. We're up by 50. We're down by 50. In the state championship or at practice, foot sleeping on the gas, we don't have brake pads. We're coming for you. Bradley Central Bears right here. Turn the program around, actually, that team did. Man, it fires me up just thinking about it. Paul's saying, let's have that same mindset in our relationship with Jesus. He is not saying 
to neglect rest. We're going to talk about rest in this series. Here's what he is saying. We never clock out. There is no time off in embracing the journey of following Jesus. Our foot's sleeping on the gas. There is no brake pad. It's not like we get to Friday night at 10 o'clock and we're like, I followed Jesus great this week. I can clock out. No, in every single moment, in every single scenario that we find ourselves in, the challenge, the invitation is to recognize that Jesus is the initiator and sustainer of salvation, that the Holy Spirit is the great energizer giving us everything and we need in that very moment to embrace the journey of following Jesus. So if I could summarize this, here's what I would say. We intentionally embrace the journey. Intentionally embrace the journey. Think back to the second question. When you were experiencing real growth and real change, was your path characterized by being haphazard or intentional? And now let's apply that to our relationship with Jesus. If you don't follow Jesus, let's apply that to your exploration of Jesus. We're not gonna drift our way towards Jesus. We're not going to drift our way towards spiritual health. We're not going to aimlessly, haphazardly just wake up tomorrow and be more like Jesus. There's got to be an intentionality to it. But we got to remember, we don't supply the energy. The Holy Spirit, He's the great energizer. Jesus invited us in. He will sustain us. It's our role to lean in with intentionality. To ask some questions like this. When I'm at the grocery store, how would Jesus interact with the cashier? Knowing she or he has had a terrible 11 months trying to navigate through the protocols of their store and rude customers and people mad about masks or people happy about masks and all the stuff that they've had to navigate as a cashier in that grocery store, how would Jesus treat her? Or if we do groceries online, like we do, how would Jesus treat the delivery person who shows up at your house? How would Jesus treat the COVID-19 protocols at Lee University if you're a student or professor, at Cleveland State, at Cleveland High School, at Bradley Central, at Black Fox Elementary, at Stewart Elementary School? How would Jesus handle the COVID-19 protocols that you may or probably didn't have any say in, but how would he handle that? How would Jesus handle the fact that your plans just got canceled tonight and you're free. What would he do with a free evening? Asking those questions helps us to intentionally embrace the journey of following Jesus, to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And know this, when we ask those questions, it's not about figuring out what we want in that moment, but what Jesus wants in that moment. That's what Paul says at the end of verse 13. He says, for his God who works in you, both the will and to work, here's the key, for his good pleasure. Something I pray over my boys, Liam and Oliver, a whole lot, is I pray that they would do what the Holy Spirit wants. Not what they want, not what others want them to do, but they would do what the Holy Spirit wants. He's the great energizer. He will lead us to make decisions in our everyday moments that bring pleasure to Jesus, that glorify Jesus. Will we cooperate with him? Will we be intentional about how we're embracing the journey of following Jesus? I'm just wondering, what would happen if we did? What would it look like at collectively 
We begin to intentionally embrace the journey of following Jesus. Well, Paul's brilliant. He tells us, verse 14. He says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. What? That there's a path forward in our current circumstances where we could show up in our spheres of influence and not grumble? Some of you don't follow Jesus or like, I have a question that I don't want to ask in the comments. Um, do my friends who are Christians ever read the Bible? Do they ever read Philippians? If so, could someone maybe help them underline this verse because they're miserable and they're grumbling just like everyone else, sometimes worse than everyone else? I mean, isn't that our reputation too often? And yet, there's a path towards not grumbling or disputing that we may be blameless and innocent, children of God, that our identity, we sang the song, who you say I am, that our identity is we're children of God without blemish. Here's the thing, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, that we're not throwing shade from the sideline, but we're shining right in the midst of this generation. How are we shining? Among whom you shine as lights in the world, we shine like stars, holding fast to the word of life. This is possible. Not perfectly, but we can move towards this. This is what it looks like for us to intentionally embrace the journey of following Jesus. And so the rest of our series is gonna be about how do we intentionally embrace the journey of following Jesus. And our series title is called Rhythms to Sustain. Rhythms to Sustain. That sinking our lives with certain rhythms causes us to lean into the great energizing work of the Holy Spirit. That sinking our lives with these rhythms is a way that we intentionally embracing the journey, embrace the journey of following Jesus. That there's a rhythm that can help us to decrease our grumbling. That there's a rhythm that can help us to shine like stars right in the middle of our spheres of influence. The invitation is will we cooperate with God Jesus initiated the work. Jesus sustains the work through the energizing work of his Holy Spirit inside of us. Will we intentionally embrace the journey following Jesus? So the first invitation is, would you simply come back next week? Same time, same place, as we talk about the first rhythm. But what about between now and next Sunday at 10.30 or whenever you're watching this? What if we intentionally embrace the journey of following Jesus, maybe in the smallest possible way? Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He often speaks in gentle nudges, and it's easy to miss it. But we are in a season of fasting. We have quieted our souls to hear from the Holy Spirit. So when we hear him, let's do what he says. <laughs> Thursday night, I was getting ready to go to bed. I was about to finish a book and that's a huge deal for me because I love to finish books and have goals and all that stuff. And the Holy Spirit said, read Galatians. Like Galatians? And I kind of had a moment like, the way I read the word is I have coffee and I have a journal and I write my thoughts. I don't lay in bed with my nightlight and read the word. That's just not what I do. I read a book at night and then, but that's not, and he said, just lay in bed, put your nightlight on your Bible and start reading until you fall asleep. Okay. The next morning, finish it. Okay. I'm still not completely sure why. I did write one note down. Loved it. Oh, so, so good. Just to take time and soak in the full picture of a book like that. 
I'm not exactly sure why, but that was just a little example of all the times I've not done that, that I was able to intentionally just listen to the Holy Spirit, embrace the journey of following Jesus. Now, we don't have time for all the times that I haven't, but I just wanna invite us. What if we did that this week? When he gives us that gentle nudge, let's just say yes. And we'll be right back here next week as we talk about those rhythms. So to help us reflect on the work of Jesus, that he's our initiator and sustainer of salvation, that he provides us Holy Spirit to energize us. Public worship is gonna lead us in a song that is all about him. So I invite us to reflect and to receive these words that we need. So Jesus, I pray that we would sing along or at the very least receive these truths about who you are and that we would be changed as a result. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you on any of our social media accounts at A Public Church or through our app or website, publicchurch.com. To give toward the vision of Public Church, you can do so through our app or website via PushPay or by texting Public Church, all caps with no spaces, to 77977. Again, thanks for listening.